Hey folks, thanks for tuning in to the Banff Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Lafferty, here tonight with special guest, uh, Kendra Lay Speedling. Did I say your name correctly? <laughs> Lee. Okay. Thank you very close. much for joining. Huh? Close? Well, what is the correct pronunciation? I'm sorry. Uh, Lee. Lee. Okay. Forgive mm -hmm. me. Um, no Kendra is a writer. Um, she does fiction and game design. Currently, she's uh, probably best known for freelancing for Paizo. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah, I think that's been uh, most of my work lately. All right, cool, cool. Oh, I, I forgot I have this contractually obligated uh, intro music to play. Uh, just one second. <laughs> and there we go. And uh, gentle listeners, that ensure you, ensures you you're listening to a high-quality, high-production-value podcast, artisanally handcrafted, made from the finest ethically sourced geeky conversations. So thanks for tuning in. And... Um, Kendra, how long have you been writing? Uh, since I was a, a kid, really. <laughs> um, I finished my first novel when I was 13. Um, it wasn't very oh. good, <laughs> as expected. But uh, I'd, I've always been making up stories and writing them down since I was a kid. So, um, yeah, it's just been always been a, a hobby of mine. And uh, now uh, someone I get paid to do sometimes, which is pretty cool. Sweet, sweet. Um, well, respect for uh, starting when you were 13. I didn't have that. I, I was doing short stories and plays at that age, but a uh, whole novel. That's uh, <laughs> that's an impressive organization and uh, uh, attention span. Um, so uh, do you have a particular process you like to follow in writing? Are you an outliner or you see the pants kind of person? Uh, it depends. Um, short, short stories, I'm more, in most cases, I'm more of a, a seat of the pants sort of writer, but uh, if I'm working with something longer and complicated, I do try to outline a little bit at least, have some idea of where I'm going. All right, cool, cool. Um, you find there's a certain time of day that's better for you, or idea, you know, uh, just kind of whenever the inspiration or just uh, whenever I can fit it in. Really, I mean, I've got a day job, so I'm I'm working at that um, all day during the week, and then. Uh, so mostly weekends, mostly evenings, whenever I can get some time, really. Yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat whenever the day job or the family or uh, other responsibilities don't interfere. So uh, for folks who are listening and not watching, uh, you can check out Kendra's work at klspeedling.com. Or you can also follow her on uh, the Twitter, where all the cool kids are, at KendraLS. I'll put that up on a banner as well. Um, so Kendra, you just shared, um, a really, really cool, um, piece of art for an upcoming adventure from Starfinder at Paizo. Let me go ahead and share that. And I apologize because we don't have the name of the author, but oh my God, look at that. That's just incredible. Yeah. It's, uh, I didn't, uh, they didn't tell me the, the name of the artist yet, unfortunately, but it's, it's really cool. Um, Can you tell us, uh, for those who might be listening over on iTunes, what's going on here? Uh, well, this is a uh, picture of, uh, during the adventure, um, the PCs uh, each find a mech mm -hmm. that uh, they can take pilot, or pilot and uh, they will eventually lead, lead it into battle against a mighty adamantine dragon, which will be uh, sort of a, the climactic part of the adventure is uh, they have to uh, go fight her. So uh, if you have ever wanted to fight a dragon uh, while in a mech, this is the adventure for you. <laughs> yeah, this looks like, um, yeah, it's just an amazing cover. Reminds me of Rom. Um, but yeah, just uh, a couple of mechs squaring off against the adamantium. It is, oh, wow. I'd like, I'd like to have this on a poster or something. This is really amazing. So, mm. 
So, uh, so cool. Um, well, hey, uh, we brought you on to mention you did an incredible short story for us for uh, Blaster Bolts called 105 Miles to Beaumont. Uh, mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, it's a, uh, as per uh, the, the theme of the uh, uh, magazine, it is a sort of futuristic uh, sci-fi story, but also with some, some Old West uh, themes in there. So it's uh, sort of, uh, I usually shorthand describe it as uh, Queer Girls on the Pony Express with robots. <laughs> um, so it's uh, the... the uh, it's basically a takeoff on the Pony Express, but in the future. So it's on a different planet. It's sort of in this world where um, uh, we've kind of moved out onto other planets and are starting to, to terraform them. To uh, and it's uh, it is told as a sort of a, a flashback a little bit. It's this old old woman telling a story to her kids about this thing that she did when she was younger, um, and that her uh, that uh, her future wife uh, did when when she when they were younger so it's it's kind of uh, has that sort of old west uh, reminiscing feel um, sort of looking back at, at how it used to be when the wilds were more wild and there was not uh, not everything that there is out now uh, so it's they uh, essentially she uh, stops at the station uh, the other main character uh, is kind of on the way they have this relay system um, like the Pony Express and but uh, when she shows up she is injured and then the two have to figure out how to get out of that station and get back to safety with a very nasty uh, magnetic storm on the way. Yeah I really love this story because um, we had a lot of great writers in, in the series including uh, Michael Jan Friedman a well-known Star Trek novelist but I think you were one of the authors who uh, stuck really closest to the main idea, I mean, of sort of a new take on old pulp Western stories. Mm. And um, I, I just, I thought the story was great. And um, just, you know, it was, it really kind of took my breath away when I read it, just because it really felt like you were reading, you know, a, a, an old Western piece. Oh, but, you know, you. <laughs> sci-fi trappings. So uh, that was issue three of Blaster Bolts. People can find that on uh, Drive Through RPG or... Uh, drive-through fiction and currently a copper bestseller which is kind of cool and also please forgive me for uh the uh the the uh commercial shilling but um you can help fund the um anthology that will uh, feature the story as well as 10 others over here on uh, the blaster bolts kickstarter on uh kickstarter uh we already funded but there are seven days left to fund and uh it's a very low entry price, just five bucks to get in for a PDF and ebook, and I think it's six or seven for print on demand discount coupons. So it's a good time to fund, and uh, we got a lot of great stories like Kendra's. So uh, this is your chance to jump on the bandwagon, just seven days left. So, and with that, my um, soulless uh, sales guy shilling is over, and I'll <laughs> put that away. There'll be a uh, a, a link in the show notes. Uh, but um, uh, what is next for you, Kendra? You're working, uh, you're doing some work for Starfinder right now. What else is it, do you have in the hopper? Um, I have a few things. Um, mm -hmm. Nothing I can currently talk about at the moment um, because some things haven't been announced. Some things are have been announced, but it's not necessarily established who's on them as of yet. So it's 
Right now, um, I think the most recent thing, other than uh, the uh, To Defy the Dragons coming out in November, um, I had some things in the Dark Archive, which just which uh, just got released for Pathfinder, oh, okay. which was pretty cool. Um, I did the apocryphal domain spells for the cleric, so spells that are a little bit more um, metaphorical or sort of a more uh, less direct link. For example, um, instead of having your cleric throw on fire as their domain spell, you could have them um, gaze into the flames and read the future in them. So oh. things that are a little bit uh, more abstract or metaphorical expressions of, of domains, which is I uh, had a lot of fun with. That's pretty cool. Hey, I just found the cover for the Dark Archive. Let me, uh, oh, okay. let me share that out. And did we... Did we promote your Starfinder adventure and never at any point before now mention the title? Um, I suppose it was on the cover. I guess we, I guess we didn't. <laughs> yeah, so that, that, that's Defy the Dragon. And, to uh, Defy the Dragon, yeah. it's uh, It should be November, uh, shipping gods allowing. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. Yeah, shipping makes things complicated these days. Oh, that's, as mm -hmm. always, Paizo has amazing cover art. That's yeah. uh, the Dark Archive. And this is out now, right? Yep, it's out now. It just got released, uh, I think, uh, was Gen Con? Was a Gen Con release? I forget. Uh, earlier in the month, I think. Um, but I also did the uh, Reflection, Versatile Heritage, where if you want to play someone's uh, duplicate, you can do that. And uh, the uh, Sleepwalker archetype, which is all around about uh, dream magic and things like that. Oh, that sounds really cool. So, but yeah, uh, it's a it's a great book. A lot of really talented people worked on it, and uh, it's got a lot of fun concepts. That's cool. So that's cool. check it out. <laughs> so I see you did both some first edition and second edition Pathfinder work. Um, so you've been with Paizo for a while, or at least freelancing for him for a while. Yeah, um, I started out freelancing um, let's see, 2016, I think, somewhere around there. Um, but I didn't start getting regular work from Paizo until maybe a couple years ago, so... Okay. Took a bit of time bouncing around, doing a lot of different things. Um, but yeah, I've worked on first edition, second edition, uh, Starfinder. Okay. Has working for Paizo changed over time or uh, pretty stable? Um, a lot of the processes are similar. Um, you know, you, when you're freelancing, they usually you get contacted by a developer. Or they ask you, hey, I have this project. Would you like to work on it? You tell them yes or no, and then they'll send you an outline, kind of assign, assign work based on who's uh, expressed interest in what. Um, one of the exciting developments recently at Paizo was their unionization, which was a really cool thing and uh, something they a lot of people worked really hard on. So yeah, we, I, we I think they were... Uh, we had Jason Tondro on the show uh, oh, yeah, yeah. a lot over the years. I think he was involved with that. Yeah, yeah, he was a big... Uh, he's now uh, gone over to Wizards of the Coast, but yeah, he was a big uh, proponent of the, of the union, one of the people who was really good at getting the word out there and things like that. So um, as far as I know, they're in negotiations now. I don't have any inside knowledge or anything like that, but uh, that was the last I heard from their, their Twitter, so... Okay. Um, has the unionization effort changed what it's like to be a freelancer at Paizo at all? Um, not really. I mean, the unionization was never really um, about affecting the freelancers as much. It was more about conditions within the company for the employees. So okay. on our end, it's pretty much pretty much the same as it was. Okay. Okay. Uh, so let's. I just found a cover of another book you've recently done for Pathfinder, or uh, uh, yes. Book of the Dead. This is, once again, a cool cover. Uh, what did you have in this one? Um, in that one, I did the uh, Cadaverous Rake, which is sort of an undead uh, swashbuckler 
style, um, kind of a very uh, Dread Pirate Roberts, but a skeleton <laughs> kind of uh, flair. And cool. uh, the um, the pale the pale sovereign, which is a kind of an undead uh, royal member of a royal line, they got cursed, or their family got cursed, and then they gradually wasted away to undeath, and now they have to rule their domain and never leave it. And uh, I also did a conversion of the Unrisen, which was around in uh, Pathfinder First Edition, but it's uh, basically a, a resurrection spell goes wrong, and that's the result. Mm. Okay, so not a not a not a lich, but more of a well, as you say, no. Um, if you've uh, if you're familiar with Full Metal Alchemist, it's uh, it's basically what happens when they when they try to bring back their mother is kind of like that sort of like horribly mangled like mess of limbs and awful stuff. <laughs> oh, that sounds fun. Um, cool, and that was looks like it came out uh, last year. So yeah, yeah, a while ago. It's uh. It's a really cool book. There's a lot of cool uh, monsters in there. Uh, there's an adventure. Um, but yeah, it's it's really neat. Oh, cool. Um, so we um, we probably have some listeners out there who are aspiring RPG writers. And um, if someone were to ask you, you know, how do you get into freelancing at Paizo? Is it about uh, you know sending in submissions? Is it networking conventions? Is it a, a combination of the two or some mysterious third path we haven't even considered? What kind of advice um, would you give to somebody like that? Honestly, it's changed a lot. Like just, even just in the past few years, um, I'm not even, I haven't even been in there for that long compared to some people um, that have been at this a lot longer. But even in the past few years, you know, with uh, a lot of things going online due to COVID, there's been a lot more, more opportunities, I think, for people who may, might not necessarily have the resources to go to conventions or do the traditional networking or, or know people or things like that. Um, so I, I, Personally, I got, uh, I think I first got some notice by working with uh, third-party publishers, which, you know, they're, that's definitely still a, a great way to, to do that. There's a lot of those out there doing cool stuff. Um, I had stuff published in Wayfinder, which is the um, sort of uh, official fan magazine that uh, they put out. Uh, it's kind of... Um, been a bit uh, the latest issue has been a bit delayed they've had some some issues with that but it's a really cool uh, magazine so you should definitely check out the issues and uh they these days i think a lot of people have been doing uh, stuff with infinite um pathfinder and starfinder infinite which is basically like their uh self-publishing kind of deal you uh you can publish things through there and they'll uh put it up for sale and things like that um i haven't uh, looked too much into doing it myself but i know it's a good way to to get your name out there i think Uh, I think you might be muted. Oh, I apologize. I do that at least once a show. Please <laughs> no worries. Um, yeah, it uh, seems to be a trend over the last several years, companies going, uh, you know, with the community content program like that. Mm -hmm. So let you publish, you know, play with the, with their, with the stuff in their sandbox with a few restrictions. So mm -hmm. it's been interesting. Um, so you were also involved in Drift Crisis uh, back in late yes. 2021. That was a Yes, book. I was. Uh, what can you tell us about that? Oh, let's see. For Drift Crisis, oh gosh. <laughs> the thing about all these hardcovers is that I do the uh, the work for them, and then they come out like a year later, and uh, <laughs> and then I forget. Okay, for Drift Crisis, I did the, um, like the extra planar. Oh, yeah, the uh, the cracks in the cosmos uh, extra planar adventure where uh, things are 
there are strange rifts to different planes opening up throughout the uh, the galaxy, and uh, it's um, not exactly. It's not really a fully written adventure. It's more like so, kind of an outline that the GM mm -hmm. can build a build off of and then use it for inspiration, things like that, which is pretty cool. And then I also did the uh, NPC, couple of the NPCs uh, featured in the book. I did uh, Shazira, Shazira, and uh, Zoe, which were uh, were fun. And Zoe has an exclamation mark at the end of their name. Zoe does always have the exclamation mark. He's he's a character. <laughs> uh, if you're not familiar with Starfinder, he's sort of a, an undead media mogul. Mm. Um, he uh, runs a lot of uh, crazy reality shows and uh, things of questionable ethical uh, <laughs> ethical and legal uh, issues. But uh, he's on Aox, so the law doesn't really forbid any of that over there. It's kind of a <laughs> uh, anything goes kind of place. That's cool. And... Uh... Frequent commenter Sean Vera joined us tonight, so good evening. Good to see you there, Sean. Hope everything is uh, is uh, cool up in Canada this evening. Um, okay, so for uh, Drift Crisis, said you also did the Riftstalker. Uh, what is that? Yep, it is a uh, creature that's kind of uh, they're mentioned as uh, in the appearing in the little adventure seeds. They basically are strange uh, extraplanar things that show up around uh, rifts to other planes or places of planar instability, and they kind of stake them out as their territory and uh, and patrol around there. Oh, cool, cool. Oh, um, it looks like you, you did a book that um, one of our frequent co-hosts actually did the cover for. Oh, um, cool, cool. Starfarer Species Reforged. Um, ah, yeah, yeah. That's a third party. Uh, Jacob Blackman uh, is a frequent oh, yeah. co-host, and it, let me juggle our sharing around but uh yeah he did the cover for that one so cool. and that just came out uh looks like it's it's a on sale right now so people are interested um they can get that now for like looks like 20 percent off and um yeah that's jacob's art right there what can you tell us about your your work in that one um for that one i did uh the uh list some of the i sort of uh, shared the lucinta section with uh alex agunas who had uh originally written it for the for uh the supplement it came out in first before it got compiled and everything. Um, so I added on some stuff to his for that. And then I did the uh, section for the Kirinta, which is a species I created for a Starfinder Society scenario a while back. Um, and eventually made it into a best year alien archive. And then uh, they're, uh, they're weird uh, kind of chaotic uh, fame off people is uh, what the Kirinta is. So That is intriguing. <laughs> they're very uh they're very waha they've uh they are very curious they love exploring and learning new things but sometimes their impulse control is not always the greatest <laughs> well being fey yeah oh cool cool uh well hey uh thank you very much for coming on it's been a pleasure talking with you yeah thanks um, for having me uh, once again you can follow kendra on twitter at kendra ls or her website is klspeedling.com uh, you can find her issue of Blaster Bolts is number three on Drive Through RPG or Drive Through Fiction, and for seven more days until August twenty eighth, the Blaster Bolts Kickstarter is funding. We already funded; it's going to happen. Uh, you can just jump on that glorious bandwagon um, here in the next seven days. So, take the opportunity to do that. And um, before we wrap it up, anything else you'd like to mention, Kendra? Ah, uh, I think that's about it. Uh, if you do happen to check out the website, don't be scared by the very long defunct blog. <laughs> uh, my credits on there are current, but mostly it's just a, a glorified uh, list of what I've done <laughs> at the moment. I should, I'm meaning to redo it, but haven't gotten the time yet. So 
that's um, that's a challenge for a lot of writers, I think. <laughs> uh, you can do the work of writing or you can do the work of promotion. It's hard to uh, find a balance and do both. Mm. So, well, yeah, thanks for your time, everyone. Thanks for checking us out. And we will catch you next time on the Banff Podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. There's an awkward moment before we're fully off the air. Let's just lean in and embrace the awkwardness. And... <laughs>